<laughs> Carnivorous couch, shit happens once a week. It swallows us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous couch with Brady and Rob. Hi everybody, hi everybody, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carnivorous Couch, the podcast that is spoilerful that we do a film a week from Two Film Geeks. We have two film geek guests this week. Um, we have Jordan. Hello. And we also have specialist Ta- guest Tess. Tess. Whose microphone is drooping and needs Thank quick adjustment. Um, and then, <laughs> of course, there's Brady. Hi. And me, Rob. And looking at the audio, everything looks good. Uh, so this week, why we- are you Jim Carrey right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen you this early. <laughs> He's Jim Carrey Robbie until about noon. A big old cup of coffee. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this week we did "Sea uh, to Sinks the Blues," which is a animated film from what year, Brady? Oh, it's from the year two thousand and eight, and it's about uh, an Indian book story something i watched it yeah. two weeks ago before i went to a big convention that took up a lot of brain space so <laughs> brain space um <laughs> so yes i don't remember much who wants to plot synopsize i'll plot synopsize oh yeah go ahead well i'll plot synopsize the ramayana itself because okay. that's the basic story the cedar sitting is the blues uh, it's a very interesting rendition of the Ramayana, a great Hindu epic uh, story over a thousand, two thousand, some odd thousands years old. Um, and the story itself is about uh, Ram, Rama, who um, originally is this awesome, just heroic prince dude. I think later as the story kind of gets developed, he turns out to be the god. Um, and... Uh, he gets banished uh, into the woods. Uh, because? Because he's just a little bit too awesome, and he's the king's oldest son, and the king's second... Uh, it's like go out, like in the movie, it's like go out and be a man or something like that. Yeah. Be, be your own man. man. No, no, it's, he gets... He gets uh, <laughs> He gets kicked out by the mother, one of uh, his father's wives. Uh, he owes her a favor, so she removes... And so his favor is to be a man? No, no, she wants the successor to the throne removed. She wants wants her son to be the the king. Uh, And so so she has him make a promise, like, you know, okay, you gotta owe me a favor, you have to do whatever I say, and then when that favor comes up, she's like, kick your eldest son, who's your favorite, and everyone loves, into the woods. Okay. And here's the first, the first, the first kicker, the first twinge into Sita's story, because this is really Sita's story, is that she, uh, the devoted wife of Rama, uh, says, I will go with you no matter what happens. Um, so she goes off with him into the woods. Uh, Ram decides to go around kicking various demons' asses because there's a lot of demons in the woods. Um who are supposedly just other uh, uh, cultural groups of India at the time. Um, and uh, there is this king demon. Um, does anyone remember his name? 
Oh God. Um, Rocks. Ravana. 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 It was totally Ravana. Yeah. Brady's got it. Um, <laughs> so he sees. Uh, well, he hears of Sita's beauty. He decides to kidnap her. Uh, he kidnaps her and brings her to his kingdom, which is uh, Sri Lanka. Like a demon kingdom, right? It's a demon kingdom, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, there's a lot Lanka. of this, this story changes between <laughs> fable and, and have some historical relevance and, um, and then also uh, religious overtones. It, it's kind of like other Hindu traditions. It's, it's really interesting in that it, it just kind of switches all back and forth between the genres. Yeah, and there, there are like a billion different versions of the Ram, Ramadan. Oh, actually, not a billion. Seven, I think. Seven. There's a lot. Like, there's a, I was there, looking, it was, a, I was, it was originally an oral tradition, right? There's, there's so, but I mean, when it got written down, it got written down like seven different official versions. And so, I was like, trying to look it up. Yeah. There's like yeah. Buddhist versions too, and like all this kind of different different ways that it was rewritten. Yeah. So over the the years. So Sita gets kidnapped. Uh, Ram has a monkey friend uh, join him, who's also this has godlike qualities and can do all kinds of crazy superpowers. Um, they uh, go eventually go to Sri Lanka or Ravana's kingdom and destroy everyone to rescue Sita. But because Sita has been in uh, Ravana's kingdom slash under his roof, she is considered no longer pure. And so to test her purity... Uh, she gets burned at a funeral pyre, but she doesn't get burned because she's pure. Um, and so Rom's convinced. He's like, okay, yeah, um, Ravana didn't touch you. Brings her back to the village, and does anyone else remember what happens next? Then I believe what happens is even though she's proved her purity, there is a uh, washer man, a, a guy whose job is to do the laundry, basically, uh, before laundromats existed. And he is yelling at his wife outside, which Ram overhears, because I guess his wife has been unfaithful. And so he says, oh, what do you think I am, uh, Ram? Like, you think that you can make me look like a cuckold? And so even though Ram has been shown that Sita is pure, uh, different, a different kind of jealousy kind of starts to creep in. And he's saying, oh, well, my subjects think I'm weak. So even if I know she's pure, you know, I'm having doubts all the same because the society, the community around me has doubts about it. Right. And so uh, for that reason, he sends her back into the forest. And I think real quick, we should... Doesn't she, around that time, have pregnant. two... have two, Or she's pregnant. She is yeah, pregnant. She's pregnant with Ram's twins. And I think we should also describe the fact that, you know, so this is the story, but also this film happens to... All these things are punctuated with the jazz songs, right? By uh, yeah, well, we, we can, can get we to haven't that. even we touched on the no, it's part of the plot. Yeah, yes. we haven't touched on the animators' role in it yet, so yes. we'll. So we're, we're telling the that. story of the Ramayana, and okay. then we're gonna say, uh, yeah. or from Sita's perspective, okay. slightly. Okay, And then we're, let's let's, um, yeah. So then Sita gets banished to the woods. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of wolves in the woods at that time. Uh, everyone's expecting her to just be eaten alive. That's that's the end of Sita. We don't need to be worried about her and her purity. Um, but because she's also somewhat of a goddess and because all of the woods know that she is still pure, um, like the animals and the aesthetics and everyone else there uh, takes pity on her and she has her kids there and she's all safe and sound. 
Uh, so then Rom's brother, Rom's somehow Rom's back in the woods a while later. Um, I think years later, because his kids are now kids. And he encounters the kids, and he encounters Sita. He's like, oh my goodness, my the love of my life, which I've tried to kill twice. Um, you know, will you take me back as long as I give you a third test of death-defyingness? Yeah. Uh, and she's like, all right, fine. Well, here's the third test. If I am pure, then may my mother, I think it was the, her mother goddess, actually, uh, may my mother swallow me up into the, into the earth and, and see you suckers. And that's what happens. The earth opens up. She gets taken back down to her underworld. And Rom's like, okay, maybe I should have done something differently. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, not maybe. Probably not, though. No, yeah. because he's a god. And so, actually, that was the right way for him to do. And just the fact that he cannot be with his love, that's just how things are. <laughs> he did no wrong. Of course not. Yeah. Men can do no wrong. So that's the synopsis of the Ramayana, as told. And there's a lot of other. Th- I mean, the the main, the 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 main text actually mostly focuses on all the killings and the heroic deeds and lots of battles. But right. we're focusing more on Sita's story within that. And then Tess, can I get the name of the singer from you? Annette Hanshaw. Annette Hanshaw. I'm right, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Say it again. Annette Hanshaw. <laughs> I see. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this story is basically told like that, but from Sita's point of view, and it's all punctuated with songs from Annette Hanshaw, uh, such hits such as, uh, and, uh, and <laughs> What Can I Do, and other songs as well, but they're all songs from the female perspective, right? You, you, can, you can totally She's add She's a 1920s, I believe, a jazz singer. They uh, are all very like. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but they—they okay. they all are very like. You know, uh, uh, I don't even know plaintive. how to phrase what I was gonna. Yeah, like like plaintive and just very like. Oh my God, my boyfriend! I love him so much. I can't live without him. Like all that that kind of stuff. Like through the entirety. <laughs> You're so cruel the, yeah. to me. <laughs> 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 Rob, you should uh, definitely include like, the titles, the uh, little clips of her singing. Daddy, won't you like, please oh, come home? Really oh yeah, then, Daddy, won't you the, please um, come That's yeah, a great If I had any moment. any of that queued up, I could. I the could one throw that I was right thinking now, of so. was like, what, isn't it like God? I really love that man, or something like uh, yeah, that. What wouldn't really, I do for that man? What wouldn't I do for that man? Right. What wouldn't I do for that man? That's just that's just my um. Yeah, That's my melody for every no like jazz song yeah. is. Yeah, da, 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 yeah. Da. <laughs> it works they well. It works kind well. of. Okay, yeah. so um, is there, oh, anything, and then is there the, anything we need to add yes, to the plot uh, in yeah. order to make and it I'll, the Ramayana? I'll do. Okay, so what ties this all together, and I have a feeling this will come up how well it ties it together, uh, is the animator herself, Nina Paley, I believe a San Francisco based. It looks like it. Well, I mean, because the story, her story starts starts in in San Francisco. Thank you, Tess. Ends Uh, in New York, though. And ends in New York. So she was a San Francisco lady. However, now she's a Brooklyn babe. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Then (laughs) these animators are so, such globe hoppers. 
<laughs> she lived in India. Like, anyway, what, what okay. is she doing? So the story that knits this all together is that, and this is a very short story, actually, really, when you think about it. Nina Paley, the animator, had a nice relationship in San Francisco with her boyfriend. They had an overpriced apartment and a cat. The boyfriend got called over to India for a six-month job project. Uh, we don't actually learn what he does, but... Uh, and Nina stayed, but eventually was called over to go uh, with him. And when she did, she found that his demeanor toward her was very cold. Uh, you know, he kind of uses the pretense of Indian civilization, uh, Indian culture maybe being a bit less touchy-feely, but it's clear after a, a bit that he's kind of gone cold to her. And so when she goes over to New York for uh, some kind of business, uh, he eventually sends her an email, breaks up with her, and tells her not to try to contact him and not to return to India. And she has a bit of a breakdown, which Don't is... Don't come back. Yeah. I think it's what the letter said, right? And so after, you know, she kind of has a, a breakdown and goes into depression for a little bit, uh, which is visualized by this very uh, Lucy vision. in the Sky with Diamonds-esque <laughs> uh, freak-out animation sequence. Oh, oh right. that's what that's Rob what was going to talk about. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it was called the... Um, the item piece, basically, which is... No, you called it something else, like the seduction or something well, like that. Well, that's what item pieces are about. The, you, they're in Bolly, they're for Bollywood films, and they mm -hmm. usually have very little to do with the plot, and they're, you know, in order to seduce the audience. An item comes on screen and, and sort of... But this kind of turned it on its head and made it more about, like, her introspection rather yeah. than her objectification. However, we'll talk about that when we get to what's right. it all about, even though I think I've probably just said my whole <laughs> point. So I'll just have to repeat it then. Boink. And yeah, and interestingly, the movie never draws this line, but it's interesting to me that she's been dumped, had a horrible breakup with a man in India, and so uh, for solace, she turns to this very ancient Indian text and kind of buries herself in it. And so the story is that in reading the story of Sita, and also in Hanshaw, I guess, <laughs> she <Yeah>. comes to <laughs> kind of a place of closure as to these roles of, of women who kind of act dependently upon their men, kind of uh, the idea of woman as being very uh, diminutive, subservient. And in this text, she finds kind of a, this ribbon of strength uh, as to men who don't deserve, don't deserve woman. Okay. Yeah. And then, Jordan, is there anything different about Sita, the story of Sita from Sita's perspective and Sita Sings of Luz that's different from the Ramayana? Or does saying um, the Ramayana plotline pretty much cover that? So I'm going to be the uh, official expert of the Ramayana because I read the book 10 years ago <laughs> uh, in a Great Books of India class. I think that qualified you. Uh, yes. Um, I read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's obvious... Again, as I had focused, this is mainly all about Sita, so there's a lot of other things in the text uh, that aren't really covered, Right, but that, that doesn't really matter. I just want to make sure that yeah. we covered our plot synopsis fully and that we can move on to the next Well, I want to... I, I do want to... Maybe this is I time to talk a little bit about... I think Tess has some stuff to add. Some historical discrepancies of the text. Um, well, we... That, that part we should get into later. Using plot synopsis, we try to keep short and just say what happens in the movie. Okay, well then we're so dead. so we'll get to that part. But Tess has some stuff well, to add to the plot. Yeah, I wanted to add that that a real my favorite part of the story um, 
it that we haven't talked we talked about you know the the Ramion itself um the Annette we didn't really talk that much about Annette Hanshaw but the author too and then like the the thing that kind of connects this together is you have these three shadow puppets that are sort of narrating the entire thing, which like listening to us all talk about trying oh, right. to remember kinda, the movie. Yeah, they're kind of like the chorus. It's very podcast. much like that. Just like people going like, uh, no, 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 no. Like what? Uh, they're just it was having about, a podcast. It was, about, it was like a thousand years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, having a podcast a, talking so, about like, what they learned in school. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's like my, my favorite part of that. So like I just wanted to mention that that's like a huge part of, you know, what, what connects everything together. Stop questioning these movies. Yeah. Stop questioning. Well, also Stop the film, questioning these stories. So the, the film has three <laughs> things. It's got Sita's musical animations. It's got the the kind of shadow puppet Greek chorus explaining the story, very much like Jordan just did. Uh, and then it's also got uh, uh, Henshaw's little sub subline motif. Oh, yeah. Nina Paley. Very flash animation looking. Yeah, okay, yeah what did I say? Here, we'll run through it. It's got, <laughs> so we've got the flash animation set to, the, you know, the very, very flashy music videos, uh, in a sense, set to Nina Hanshaw's song. Nina, oh my God, it's early, folks. And that <laughs> Hanshaw's songs, we've got the very kind of crudely, cheaply, squiggly animated Nina Paley story. Right. That, Looks like Kathy. Uh, Kathy. <laughs> yeah, Definitely we, Kathy. Uh, we've got the shadow puppets narrating it all. And then occasionally Caroline we have what looks kind of like, probably resembles old drawings of the time, uh, which is probably the least prominent of of the styles. Yeah. But we, we get the kind of, you know what I'm saying? We get like when the, the classical non-musical looking artwork, Ramayana yeah. stuff that isn't being narrated. Yeah. It's kind of yes, the straight up story. Yeah, yeah. the story, yeah. and uh, and we also get that brief freak out. Oh yeah. yeah, which kind of stands apart from the rest of it. Yes, it totally does. Okay, cool. So let's go into our next segment. Hey, hey, hey! How do you like it? New speaker system in the studio because I gave mine to a classroom. But um, yeah. So how do how do we like this movie? Let's start with Tess. Um, okay. Uh, I like this movie a lot. This is the second time I've seen it. Um, it's really, really well animated for being, I'm pretty sure, Flash almost entirely throughout. <laughs> um, and uh, I think it's just like really well put together and um, a very good idea and interesting perspective. Literal gradle. Very, very, funny uh it gets an a all right brady oh uh, yeah i i also really I, yeah i love this movie this is yeah it's such a th- there are sloppy segments maybe i think we all agree uh when we watched it that the nina paley segments themselves obviously are the least interesting visually mm-hmm. and probably have the least character there's kind of yeah, a thinness to it even in terms of the dialogue that presents it uh, but I think, you know, I'd argue there's probably a reason for that. This seems and intentional. This, this is one of those movies uh, where the conviction and the strength of the idea itself overcomes a lot of the rough patches. The idea itself, I think, is just such a great one. It's, I'm particularly fond of the idea of just the voices of these three women kind of united across very different times in history, the modern age, 1920s jazz era, and then just however many centuries ago in India. And so, yeah, I, I just think it's a great idea. It's a great work of feminism. It's beautifully animated. Uh, you know, 
especially those music videos, I think, are just really superb. And yeah, I give it an A too. All right. Jordan? Um, I'm going to proudly say that I actually saw this movie before it was made. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, in 2004, 2005, I went to this uh, animation, musical animation festival, and they had two of the music uh, uh, videos of this wow. movie uh, there before it was all strung together as a full-length movie. And I really enjoyed it then. I It just totally captured my mind and stuck with me, and I... I uh, looked for it at the time and couldn't find it because I was not nearly as adept at looking online. Um, and uh, when I saw the entirety through uh, last week, I enjoyed it even more. Uh, yeah, it's incredibly just fun to watch. The The music is really pleasant. Um, the animation is really pleasant. Uh, and it's a very well done uh, a feminist critique of this uh, very popular uh, epic. Uh, I think that it doesn't necessarily, even though the story itself is so outrageous and kind of hits you over the head, uh, the way it's it's done in, a, in this kind of very lighthearted musical fashion doesn't hit you over the head with it, and you can really just kind of enjoy the absurdity of it all. Um, so we, are we, we give them grades? Oh uh, yeah, letter grade. Yeah, we typically do a letter grade system. Yeah, I'll I'll say I'll say uh, A. Um, yeah, I, I also I, I it's very important to note that this movie at the beginning as the opening credit says was entirely crowdsourced funded and free for all to watch on YouTube and still is and still is. Yeah, no, uh, C to sing to the blues, S I T A space S I N G S space T-H-E space B-L-U-E-S. Uh, search that on YouTube and this movie will come up. And I just, that is awesome. That's that's the first time I've seen a full-length movie entirely just publicly funded and released into the wild for, for, for all to view for free. Uh, I, I think that is a great format that others should should strive for. Yeah, yeah. there's a, a and actually uh, on along that lines there's a project called Vodo which is all torrent driven TV shows and um 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 movies that are basically available for free all the time. Sweet. Yeah. And it's donation based crowdsourced. Just like that too. So, you know, it's definitely the idea has caught on. So, uh, I have to say how I like this movie. I didn't really that much. Uh it's fine. Um not really my bag on the animation, even though it's pretty in its own way. It's just like not my bag. Uh, I like the story all right. I really like the uh, the chorus scenes. Yeah. Um, I might have been distracted that day, uh, it's, it, but it's good. I mean, like I don't think it's bad. It just wasn't my bag. So uh, B. Don't question these stories. I think there's probably a song in there. Hey, baby, it's not my bag. <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. laughs> Um, so next segment, so what's it all about, right? Yeah, yeah. Rip Burger. Indeed. Yes. Oh, and actually, we're taking a break. Let's no. go do, let's go do understudy. Okay. All right.
sorry if we couldn't get the actors to do the scene from this screenplay. But we've got two understudies, and to be honest, they're probably more famous anyway. So try to catch the actors, try to guess the movies. Tweet us at C-A-R-N-Y Couch. This game is called Understudy. It's happening, happening, happening right now. Wait a second. Please don't go. Ordering uh, three pork combos, extra extra bacon on the side, uh, two chili cheese samplers. No, no. Uh, a basket of liver and onion rings, a, a catch of the day, a steak cut in the shape of a trout. Uh, you got all that, honey? Three oinkers wearing pants, plate of hot air, basket of grandma's breakfast, and change the bowl to a gill. Got it. Oh, my God. What's going on? Well, there's a uh, there's no time to explain that. We gotta get out of here. What is he doing here? Well, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. In a minute, I'm still hungry. No, not gonna do it. Okay, I'll make it simple for you. I'll have sp- a spinach omelet with wheat toast. You got it? Can do. What's taking so long? Pick up. Conk, what are you doing? Kind of busy here. Why am I not surprised? Yo, order's up. Oh, well, while you're at it, make me the special and hold the gravy. Check. Pick up. You know what? On second thought, make my omelet a meat pie. Meat pie. Check. Brad, I mean, Kronk, can (laughs) I order the potatoes as a side dish? I'll have to charge you full price. Hey, how about a side of potatoes, my buddy? You got it. Want cheese on those potatoes? Thank you, Kronk. Cheddar will be fine. Cheddar spuds coming up. Spuds, yes. Cheese, no. Hold the cheese. No, I want the cheese. Cheese it is. Cheese? Me no likey. Cheese out. Cheese in. Come on, make up your mind. Okay, okay. 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 On, On second, second thought, thought make, make my, my potatoes, potatoes a salad. salad. I have one impression. Now I can do this. Everybody, 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 we're back. Uh, it was a fun, fun thing of uh, understudy there. Um, what we're doing, we're going to do what's it all about, right? Yes. What's it all about? What's it all about? I still need to make a sting for that so that we don't have to just say it a billion times. I should probably just go back through all the podcasts and pick out all the times somebody said what's it all about in whatever voice and just yeah. stick them all together. And we got to start doing Critics Corner again sometime, too. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think mostly it's just going to be Tess going, Critics Corner. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good audio, actually. Um, so uh, who wants to start with what's it all? Okay, so J- Jordan, you have heard the podcast or been here before, even though you live on the other side of that wall. I've heard the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I go to the bathroom, I can hear the podcast very clearly. <laughs> Every time he pees, he yeah. hears Rob's voice. The bathroom's <laughs> and a great place to listen to And if ever heard like a random flushing toilet, that, that's <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't usually come through on the mics, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, yes. Um, basically, uh, every time... Uh, yeah. Ra- uh, whenever... Let's put it this way. If you become... You, audience, become a guest on this podcast... 
Jordan will listen to you while he poops. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, since you haven't been on on this before, that what we do is we we just say what it's all about. We start with one person. It com- it's kind of a it's a theme. It's a thing. forum discussion, you know, so you can jump in, jump out, Doing and we just try it. to make sure everybody gets their poops. Yeah. Okay. Brady, why don't you start? What's it all about? It's about questioning stories. Like the guy says, don't question these stories, but Nina Paley says, no, do. Uh, and it's uh, specifically about questioning stories within a feminist uh, hermeneutic. It's, uh, yeah. It, and it's also, you know, I mean, it's a great breakup movie in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great example of an artist taking a personal trauma in their own lives and kind of putting it onto the broader canvas of history. And what she's doing is questioning stories of of uh, the patriarchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's about it's about that, and yeah, it's about locating solidarity among these very different, uh, very vibrant female voices. Uh, all of them artists in a sense, uh, even though Sita's is more in how she lived and how she uh, kind of bucked a system that was extremely patriarchal at the time. And so yeah, it's it's about questioning that through art. Using art to, uh, yep. yeah. Well, so the patriarchy isn't gonna fuck itself. Let's just say that every single <laughs> podcast from now on. Um, so, uh, I did want to interject. We we didn't talk about Annette Hanshaw, um, and I think it's kind of important to know that she died in relative obscurity. Every time you say Annette Hanshaw, <laughs> I just hear Mom Hanshaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's really weird. Well, I know that's your mother's name, <laughs> okay. but still, like. If somebody says Barbara, I'm not like blanking and just going, you're my mom. (laughs) Robbie, (laughs) won't you please come home (laughs) for dinner with us? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. um, Did I successfully derail your train of thought? uh, Rob's mom, Hanshaw, (laughs) (laughs) uh, died in relative obscurity. And I think there was some kind of lawsuit where like she was, they used her to base uh, Betty Boop on. Am I like totally making this up? That uh, would make sense because all of the animation using Annette Hanshaw looks is exactly. very, very, very in the style of Betty Boop. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, it, she they'd used her to model Betty Boop on, and she tried to like seek le- legal action against them, and then like lost probably. And yeah, then we should have Nick Reed on the died podcast. In, just died in and maybe obscurity. He can tell us. Um, so that's very sad because her music is very good. And I think, you know, it's, it's nice to see her represented in this and like, you know, discovered by this woman. And and now we all get to, to see her, to listen to her because it is all very good music. Um, but I'd like to know if that's true here. Um, carry on. Yeah. We'll have Steve look that up for you. Steve's our intern. He lives behind the water heater there. Oh, that's Steve. Yeah. He's got a goat back there, too. Okay. Um, I think it'd be really... One of the things I thought about after watching this movie, and maybe this was covered in my class 10 years ago, and I've completely forgotten it, but I was constantly thinking about what's it all about in terms of how the story was written in. So again, as a Ramayana, it's an oral tradition, and pieces are added in or taken out as the years Mm -hmm. pass. Um, And so these chapters about all of... Sita's trials and tribulations come after the main uh, epic part of rescuing her. 
And I wondered, I really wonder what's, what it's all about in when they were actually added. Is it something of like, oh, isn't this interesting? And this just shows that no matter what, you know, women have to go through these trials and tribulations and that's just a natural course of things. Or it was it itself a feminist critique of uh, Sita being this passive person who's just following her husband and gets rescued and has to do whatever her husband husband says by making it so absurd and having her do these three trials and then not and then just be swallowed up by the earth. I'm wondering if that whoever added that that part in was actually making a critique themselves of uh, the patriarchal culture at that time which would be really really awesome and i hope that's the case as opposed to uh it just being yep this is how it is and we should accept it Mm. yeah i mean i i was thinking along those lines too i was looking at it kind of like um i know it's everybody's least favorite part but the sketchy stuff of the uh woman who made it and her life sorry i'm blanking on her name it's early Nina yes. Paley? Paley. Nina Paley. Okay, cool. So I thought that was the most uh, interesting part to me because basically it's very sketchy, very sparse. The dialogue's very uh, not there. And it contrasts very much with the very strong color, shape-wise flash animation, which, I mean, which is very beautiful and very, you know, stark. And so, you know, the sketchiness of that versus this thing, it's like, I kind of viewed it as over time as we re uh, reexamine, you know, stories that are set in the past that are very patriarchal and and such like that, um, they become stronger, right? But that given the way that uh, you know patriarchy still exists and that this is the plight of the woman in the world today, when we look at our own lives, it's very sketchy and very not filled in, and that that's just kind of how we view women in culture today, and that's what I thought that comparison was saying basically you know here's this person trying to be her own woman and she's kind of hollow she's kind of sketchy she's not the lines aren't stark and drawn but as she ages and as she goes through her trials and tribulations you know she'll become a a fully actualized character that's interesting in her own story i also like the idea of maybe just saying that you know in the grand scheme compared to these stories that have been around for so long Maybe it takes time for our own lives to attain that significance that we're entering a conversation that's been going on right. for as long as recorded history, and we're just new entries in that. And so, yeah, if, anyway, I like that point, Rob. Oh, thanks. Uh, Tess, did you have more to add about that particular Betty Boop thing you were looking for? You know, for? I'm not finding information on just Googling it. That Steve, that's, you that failed. That's the case. I think... She was often confused for the voice voice of Betty Boop, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as this story that I've told, I'm not seeing anything corroborating it. Lies. Um, well, no, which just... doesn't mean I didn't hear it somewhere, but I'm not sure now what I'm thinking of. You Steve, did. I'm docking <laughs> your pay unless you find that. Okay. You heard it on this podcast. All right, you're an unpaid intern. Sorry, I forgot. Um, Jordan, did you have something else to say? Redact my to previous go. statement. I did. What was it? Um, oh, on the Kathy thing. I mean, the... Sketchiness? The sketchy... Vision. <laughs> I, I, I kind of I, think of it more as Caroline in the City, but... It does look on. a lot like Caroline, <laughs> but that was like a fake... Well, fake it was real Kathy, animation. Right, yeah. 
I, I, I also, I mean, I definitely like that it was there. I think it was important that it was there. I think it's important that I, particularly this, this woman did this, you know, amazing crowdsourcing things just to put her art out there. And, and I, and I, I appreciate that a part of that is her story. And I think that it is interesting that, I mean, it's, there's obvious parallels about her kind of being very clingy and obsessive of her man and then her man rejecting her and she completely falling apart. Um, but the part that was missing, which was interesting, and I'm wondering how intentional that is, is that there's this whole story that goes through about her just being really kind of clingy um, and all and, and obsessive of her man, and then her man rejecting her, uh, and then she's in the dumps, and then skip to the very end, she's okay. And there's no, and I think a part of the unsettlingness of that story is that there is, you don't see the transformation, you don't mm-hmm. see the the... the the kind of coming out through the fire. But at the same time, and this is the part where I think it's interesting, you don't also see that with Sita's story either. Mm-mm. And so... But then how do you even show that? Like, what do you show? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> she was she was upset and she's better now. Like, well, I mean, you I know? Think, I, think, yeah. I don't know. You I show her going to it. support <laughs> groups. You show her realizing that, you know, she's her she own person. She read the Ramayana. I think, yeah. She got better. If we asked her, I yeah. think the finished product of the film itself might be that missing gap, that this is the catharsis, the, uh, the working through that. of that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, too. I, I, there's just something there stylistically. Like I, I, I can see in terms of what it means to say it's all there and that's fine. It's stylistically there's something missing that I feel like is the reason why we're all kind of like mm, about that side story. Yeah, and uh, also to add it's to it, it's very flat though, as Brady said. Yeah, and well, now that I've watched it again, I think it's also less a total facet of the cheaper animation, and also kind of there's a flatness in the vocal performance. Yeah. Like th- these really are like barely characters at all. I'm thinking specifically about the way the husband talks. He he just talks boyfriend. in this very flat way. Or yeah, the hu- boyfriend like you'll have fun. Come to India. No kissing well, they, in they, public here. You know, I, I feel like that's intentional, and I'm not sure if it worked the way that she intended it to, but I can't imagine that that with, you know, such such animated voice actors, you know, like the, the people that are doing the, the chorus, the retelling, like that's very, very natural dialogue. It sounds like real people having a real conversation that you've had, you know, so, uh, and in, in fact, it reminds me of like, you know, maybe like tr- talking to my brother about like trying to remember Bible stories that we learned right. when we were kids. Exactly. Like when, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. Then then he goes into Bethlehem or uh, was no, he, Lazarus where was he going? Was the I first don't know. One raised from yeah, the dead. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like trying to remember like, no, was it was uh, Methuselah. Like, you know, we can't, long can't beard, really remember, can't really remember like, you know, trying to piece it together with the help of other people who remember you know that that's very natural so to to say that like you know this was a mistake that doesn't seem right to me and i feel like it was intentional but i'm not exactly sure why well i kind of feel like <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's all by design i don't think i don't think any mistakes were made i think you know maybe going to what rob said that like kind of my voice is is newer and it's less developed and uh but you know i Probably could have done with a little more care in terms of the way the characters were drawn, but it's a choice, and it's, it's well, a choice. I mean, I would go ahead and say that all the male characters, even in the, in the old historical story, while they had all the agency, 
and and stuff like that. But you know, none, none of them were fully fleshed out. Like we we didn't hear their their thoughts or their emotions or anything like that. They were just yeah, but, this dude did this. But now th- this dude did that. You know. Yeah, but I used the boyfriend as an example, but it's her voice por- performance too. But, it's. I mean, I just want just on that point, Rob. That's that's just because it's truth. We as male figures, you know, we don't have emotions or, or, or deeper complex things going on. We are just act- the things of action and change. And it's, it's, well, it's yeah, and storytelling. I mean, I think, I think in actuality, actuality, yeah, I like that, um, that we, uh, as men, really, we do have feelings, Jordan. Yeah. I have feelings. I have them. Actually, as, as an exhibit A, last night I was watching Louis at about one, and Robin Williams came on the screen, and I just started bawling. Oh I was my. just like, I was, I cannot Ooh. see that man in a movie or anything. With you just go, ah, there he is, and I just, yeah, I can't help it. So I have feelings. Yeah, I, I don't really know what that's about and why, why, why Robin Williams hit me so hard, but something, something there must just be childhood or something like that. Must just be moment of silence for Robin Williams. Okay. Um, <laughs> well done. Well done, everybody. Most of the time, uh, if somebody says moment of silence, it's like a moment of uh, just just a 10 seconds of silence for our fallen brethren. Okay, <coughs> <laughs> yeah. can you give me a bit? <laughs> Back onto the... I, 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 I just keep on saying the Kathy thing, but... Um, it, I, I agree it was all intentional. I don't think that uh, there was... I. I, and I actually think it was fine. The level of animation, the level of voice characterizations, I was that that all of that was I was perfectly perfectly okay with. Uh, it was the arc that uh, I understand was also a part of the intention to not be fully fleshed out and not mm-hmm. kind of have too much time and space. I just. Um, and I'm not an expert storyteller. I'm not making movies. I'm not developing plots either. But uh, I just think that there's there's there. So I'm not going to say what could have been different. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying there's something could have been different. Something was missing that just didn't it didn't make it fully um, well, satisfying. You know, hmm. I I was thinking that like it, it, it even could have maybe done without that because the just the retelling of the Ramayana, the way that that she's done it is so strong um, on its own that like maybe, maybe you need that personal touch, but then maybe you also don't. Maybe if you can read between the lines, you can go, okay, I see why she made this, you know, or maybe there would have, you know, as you're saying, like, I don't want to say like how, what she could have done necessarily differently, but like maybe there's some way to, to, to imply that, personal narrative without showing your actual <laughs> narrative um but then then as brady said like it is kind of cool to have these three different women like telling the same story and maybe it is just supposed to be like well this is the newest story so it's less developed but i don't know if it had to be that that less developed <laughs> i mean i i kind of feel like the mode of production for this i could foresee er, foresee um, pre-see this having been the case, uh, which is basically, you know, somebody's working, they're, they've, they've had a relationship, they're drawing little animation about their relationship. Uh, they're also reading the Ramayana, and they think this is really cool, and they're taking a flash animation class. Uh, while they're reading the Ramayana, or right before, you know, they sat down with their friends and said, hey, can you explain this whole story to me and what it means to you? 
uh, you know, and put it on a tape recorder and then went, ooh, it'd be cool to put a flash animation. With and so now you've got these projects that are all kind yeah. of tied together. And then you go, well, wait a minute. I could cut this up and, and you know, try and fit this into a full ABC plot movie. And then that's this, this is what came out of that. And I, so I just kind of feel like, you know, if she was doing all this work and she has this kind of portfolio in this body and uh, she wants to take it and make it at least 88 minutes so it, it uh, counts as a feature-length film... That's how you would do it. So, I mean, possibly the mode of production drove, you know, what got put in. And let's be fair. The 88 minutes uh, of mostly awesome material, if we took out the, the Kathy bits, they would be 84 minutes. Yep, it's and not, it wouldn't count it's as not a feature a big... film. 88 minutes is the cutoff. Really? No, 55 minutes is the cutoff. What? Really? Yeah. Why unless am I shooting for 88 they, with my unless film Unless they then? changed it, 55 <laughs> is the cutoff. Overachieving. I, no, I thought it was an hour and 28 I, minutes. I think, but I think you're incorrect. Because nah, there are plenty of movies that are an hour and 20 minutes. 55 minutes is, pr- is the cutoff as of when I was in Professor Crane's All right, um, okay. I'll, I'll go with you on class. that. I'm bullshit. For some reason, <laughs> I thought 88 minutes was the, uh, the Sundance submission standard. Oh, there might be some other kind of standard, but to be like considered film. a motion picture, like a full-length picture by the MPA or something like it's 55 is the cutoff. Okay, cool. Sundance requires 8.5 hours. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to edit this down after. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, submit us your uh, super director's edits and uh, we will go ahead and uh, cut it down. Once Zach Braff has had a look, of course. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I think we've had some things to say. We probably got a little bit more, but uh, will we take a break and do Metacritical? Yes. Okay. Metacritical. Rob's never gonna win. Metacritical. Brady's the victor again. <laughs> so it's time to play. I'm gonna lose today. Metacritical, yeah, it's time, time to play. All right, yeah, so this is Metacritical, Jordan. The way this works is we try to guess the Metacritic score of the film that is said out loud. So I, I, I just took a peek at, uh, at uh, Brady's paper there. I have not seen a single one of those films. What are the films, Brady? <laughs> okay, uh... <laughs> Many uh, times we haven't matter, seen them. Does it matter, you know, if you've seen them, if you kind of know? But if all of us have not, not seen any of them, yeah, we'll make Brady pick different movies. Okay, the first <laughs> one is The Hours, which I haven't seen either, but I figured it's about multiple female right. stories. Uh, from there, I hopped uh, via... Oh, well, this this is a bit of a weird hop, but I hopped to Revolutionary Road because Virginia Woolf is in The Hours and because Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which has nothing to do with the real Virginia Woolf. Has a lot to do with Revolutionary okay, Road, which on. is a marriage dysfunction drama. We do go on. Um, just, from there, just list all the movies. All right, all right. And then Skyfall, then Munich, then The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Okay. I have only seen three of those. Yeah, well, no, but that's okay. Let's take out uh, Revolutionary Road and put in 10 Things I Hate About You. Because <laughs> I think everybody has seen that, right? And that would be a good one for, uh, you know, multiple female storylines. Which okay. one is that? Is that the That's Taming the of the Shrew retelling? Yeah, exactly. with, what, with, with Heath Ash- Ledger he- he- and uh, Julia Stiles. And, and yeah. 
Oh man, it's been a long time. Yeah, and it may or may not be on on wherever. And then let's pick one other one. Jordan, can you think of something you've seen that has multiple female uh, tell uh, retellings of something? Multiple female retellings or multiple something. female stories going Skyfall on at the same time. Fit into that? because uh, <laughs> Sam Mendes directed Skyfall and Revolutionary Road, and it's like you know, <laughs> well, now it doesn't it's fit like at all. the twentieth nope. version but of just something that's got multiple James female Bond. stories going going on in it. Um, or just a movie you've seen recently to give you a fighting chance. Something from the past ten years. Something from the past love actually ten years. You know, it's interesting because I and this is a very different uh, commentary of how many movie, how few movies there are that have multiple female yes, storylines. Because every I just like I think of a random movie, like nope, nope, that's all about dudes, all about dudes. Yeah, they're all, all about, about dudes. dudes. <laughs> Um, oh, it's all so about, dudes. Movie that's all about dudes. <laughs> hey, you know, I, dude. I'm just gonna say, "Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf?" Because that is actually a really good movie and play. Uh, what year is that? That's great. And that was sixty something. That's not gonna be on Metacritic. Ten, ten years, past ten years. Ten, past ten years. Um, As it is, I don't know if Ten Things I Hate About You will be on there, but it might be. Maybe. Just uh, any uh, movie, any movie you've seen in the past ten years, just to give Frozen. you a fighting chance. Winter's Bone is about Bro. women. Frozen. What's that, Jordan? Birdman. Okay, Bird Birdman. We can put on there. Birdman. I totally know the score to that. Okay. Brady. He knows. He knows. What's the galaxy one? Guardians of the Galaxy. Brady also knows the score to that one. Something you've seen in the past ten years, but haven't seen in the past year. Yes. Uh, The Hunger Games Part One. Okay, good. That's good. That's got a female protagonist. Which, yeah. which of that replaced? Well. Uh, Revolutionary. Uh, well, we, we already replaced. Uh, re, re, uh, Skyfall. I seen Skyfall. Skyfall. Replace Skyfall. So now what do we got? We now got we have The Hours, Ten Things, Hunger Games, Munich, Diving Bell, and The Butterfly. I think everybody can get a fair guess on those, right? Except maybe sure, now Diving I know of uh, two of them. Diving Bell and The Butterfly is the one about the guy who uh, was um, uh, paralyzed from the neck down and wrote a book by blinking his eyes. You've heard of it? Nope. It's really cool. Well, me telling you that. I'm going to be the, the random guess and see how... Uh, I'll be like that uh, you know, standardization to see how the random guessing does. Exactly. That yeah. That's All what right. Grandy So yes, yeah, basically does. what you do is you guess what you think the Metacritic score is. The number of points that you're off gets totaled up, and the person with the lowest number of points at the end wins. We do five movies. Okay. Okay. So the first one, Brady. First one, The Hours from 2002. I've never seen this. I kind of don't like its director. Yeah, I'll start with this one, and I'll go to, uh, I'll say 58. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 80. Um, I'll go, like, 69. Uh, 74. Wasn't it nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. Why aren't you guys are being so hard on it? Because Stephen Daldry sucks. Well, yeah, but people liked it. So is this at 100? Out of 100, yeah. That's okay. About uh, 10, and it was like, these are great scores. It's 81. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah! So 74 and 80 are pretty pretty good there. Yeah. All right, Brady, what's our next one? Our, our next one is 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. Um, If this has scores, I'm going to say not that many, but I bet you they're all flat B, so I'm going to go with 78. 68. 75. 70. Oh, I'm doing well. Don't jinx yourself. That. 
<laughs> yeah, there's some wood to knock Stop on. Stop jinxing yourself. <laughs> oh. um, Wait, what was the score again? 70. 70. 70. That's a B. That's Ish. a C minus. C. Oh, it's a C. <laughs> That's a C minus. <laughs> no, no. no. Not in Metacritic terms, 70 is not. 70 is good. Yeah. It's like a B. Well, no, just C minus is, pre- you know, you got 70 out of the uh, 100 C minus is a B. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have told my parents that when I started getting C minus I believe that you probably did. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is much harder, Mom. You have to understand that it's... <laughs> not, and, and also, we got uh, all the smart kids uh, throwing off the scores. You know which ones I mean. <laughs> Damn curve. Yeah. Curve. Okay, next we have The Hunger Games Part 1. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Is that a porn? The huge oh games? Oh, God. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, you have to guess first. Uh, sorry. I'll, I don't think it actually came up yet. I didn't see anything. Did anybody else? No. Okay, great. I'm going to go... I'm going to let you guys go first because no. I've been sucking balls. Okay, okay, okay. On okay. Going I'm, I'm doing first. well, so I'll go first. Um, I'm going to say 66. I'll go with a 70. Do we have do we have something like a 5-point deduction if you hit a bullseye? No, no. We you should, should. We shouldn't state you that get a sometimes. Bullseye, okay, man. but not this game because we didn't say it at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. But at some point, we should like instate like a five point deduction or something if you get a bullseye. You know, that'd be pretty awesome. That is good. Um, so my running streak is I've always been like second runner up by my my seventy four guess. So I'm just gonna go with seventy four. Oh, I tried that <laughs> last time where I, I guessed like seventy seven every single time. But yeah, then it's like didn't the average work. of all movies aggregated yeah. is seventy four. So just pick that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm go with eighty two. Game. They grade the trailer. <laughs> a bunch of assholes. Sixty-seven. Oh my bum, god! Bum, I'm bum. killing. Killing it. I think Tess is gonna win. Don't say that yet. We've got two to go. Okay, and what's the next one? Munich. Munich. Okay. Uh. Well, Brady, you go first. Yeah. And we'll mu- go around. Yeah. I'll so everyone the- has to go first. Okay, I'll do eighty. Jordan. 74. <laughs> you know, it's... He's, good. Okay. He's doing well. He's doing, doing well. really well yeah. with this. Yeah. Munich, yeah. Munich is not that good. I think it's good. That's good. Well, I mean, okay. I, I, the thing I liked about Munich was it got its message across very well. Then it took the message, which was a hammer, and kept beating it into your head. Violence begets violence. Violence begets violence. Yeah, violence I felt begets that violence. Way about and I'm just like, too. this movie has ended four times with a poignant punch of violence begets violence. But it's still going. Anyway, um, 62. 78. All right. <laughs> That's how you say Munich in German. Uh, well, then either will work. <laughs> this whatever makes you feel good. 74. Hey! <laughs> wow. Whoa. I knew it. Nicely done. I wasn't that bad off on that, though. I said 68, oh, 74, uh, 6. Yeah. Actually, I've been pretty much within 10 points. Oh, you said 62. Oh, uh, yeah. We're way off. <laughs> well, never mind. All those things I said, I didn't say them. 
Yeah, easily. <laughs> well, he probably would have done much better if we would have left the movies that he wanted to do. No, it's the okay. hours that I fuck me up. I think we know what uh, my hatred what for you're say, but you're first anyway. Okay, <laughs> and the movie is <laughs> the diving bell and the butterfly. And the score is seventy-four, eighty-two. Um, I'm gonna go eighty-three. I'll be closest without going over. Heck, I'll go eighty-eight. Wow, you really think this movie was? It right. is very good, and I think everyone on Metacritic will think it's good too. That's part of what you're guessing. I don't like, know if it's good or not, think? but I think everybody on Metacritic will think it's good. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Ninety-two. Ooh. <gasps> my goodness. Well done. My my my. I guess it's a movie I should see, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's really good. It's supposed to be very good. It's, it's very very good. But it's also heartbreaking, right? <laughs> It's more uplifting than heartbreaking. It's really not like once you you know what's heartbreaking about it. Right. He's paralyzed. How did I how did I do? And locked in. So we, yeah, okay, we, here, let's get final talk scores. amongst yourselves. I'm gonna add. Well Don't bother me when I'm adding. Subtract. I subtract. Subtract. Really subtract. <laughs> just like makes Brady mark down my score by ten because he just like adds a different column. Subtract. Subtract. Divide. Maybe. Subtract. Nice. Crazy. We fucked him up. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I th- <laughs> Jordan did really okay, well. Okay, so the outro the where Brady loses, time. I think I can still play that outro because it doesn't say that I won. This is this is the outro we don't get to use that. Okay, that okay, uh, yeah, go for it. Go Scores. So in last place is Rob with sixty-eight. Uh, in third place, Jordan with thirty-six. Nicely Very done. Very good. Uh, I get second time. with thirty, and Tess wins with twenty-two. Yeah, yo. You know what? I don't care that I lost. All I care is that, that Brady, Brady didn't, didn't win. win. Well, you better record a new outro. A metacritical. Wait. Get your shit together. A metacritical. In your face, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's non-specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> Okay, so that was a fun round of Medicare. That was a good one. Um, I kind of, I think we kept it moving faster that time because sometimes there's long stretches of silence while I'm typing, crying, crying. crying. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, no, that's what happens to me every time I see that man on screen. We, yeah, what do you want to say? Patch Adams is a sad movie. Yeah, yeah. sad. He's, World he's according to Garb. World according to Garb. You know. Uh, the doctor of the clown knows that's that's not yeah. usual. Yeah. Toys, that was pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> toys is, is a weird fucking movie. I like <laughs> toys. It is a weird fucking movie. They're broken. Have LL Cool J in <laughs> it too. It is. Yeah. And Tommy <laughs> Lee Jones. Awesome. <laughs> we just had two different conversations <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. A, we had a conversation and then Tess, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it has I'm the sorry. I think it has the the woman that I had a crush on as a kid, Joan Cusack. Too much coffee. Oh, yeah, I like Joan. Oh, Cusack. Joan. Cusack. Ah, I like Joan Cusack. She too. was so cute. I really like her in School of Rock. She's the best principal ever. Yeah, she hey, could be my. Tess, I think anytime. you got that pointed like anytime. right at your nose. The way you're slouching so high here is. Ha ha. Okay. Uh, so what else do we want to talk about with the seat of things? We. Uh, I don't know the m- the music videos. Oh so yeah, great. I want to talk about that item piece. 
Okay, so in Bollywood cinema, and I already said this in the intro, and I'm just going to say it again because uh, it's an important thing to note. In, uh, in Bollywood cinema, there is usually one, possibly two music videos where they're, it's almost always divorced from the plot, doesn't have any continuity with it, and a sexy lady comes up and dances and tries to seduce the audience, basically. She is the item that everybody is trying to get. And this is interjected into many Bollywood films as a way of basically just advertising the music that's going to be in the clubs. It's whatever pop music is. You know, it's basically, you know, every Disney movie has a song that people sing forever and ever and ever here. Mm-hmm. Every Bollywood movie has an item piece, which is the mega hit that they're trying to put on the radio or in the soccer clubs, you know, stuff like that. So, but the thing that's interesting about... <laughs> The thing that's interesting about this piece is that, um, well, we've got the cohesiveness of uh, the animator's story, we've got Sita's story, and we've got um, the chorus, which is basically just, you know, being the backdrop, uh, the Greek chorus sort of shadow puppet stuff. And this stands out totally separate from that, just like, you know, if I go back to my mode of production theory and go, okay, maybe it was just another piece she made that she figured out a way to incorporate... Um, but instead of it being like seducing the audience and being sexy or anything like that, it's, it's really more about, um, you know, inter- the, uh, the creator internalizing her feelings of like loss and, and just, um, sadness from the, you know, losing her relationship and, and, and that not working out and basically, you know, drowning into the, the story of, uh, it's it's basically her fall into being swallowed up in the earth. Um, mm-hmm. However, unlike Sita, she is able to emerge from it, uh, you know, a better and stronger person. But a New Yorker. So but a New Yorker now. So I don't know if she can be considered a person now. Not because she's a woman, but because she's a New Yorker. <laughs> well, I mean, Sita, at least uh, as far as the animator is concerned, I think, ends her story as the stronger person as well. It's mm-hmm. her final gotcha which yeah. is still, right, you know, it's but a non, it's like a but also sacrifice swallowed, but you know, like dead. So, <laughs> is it, well, is she dead though? I mean, and that's the only way, but that's dead. and this she's is the important goddess. thing. That's she's, the only way folks get agency, her avatar body right? Or and it's in the new narrative, is like you know, the women don't have any power within life. Uh, they have makes you know, they're not able to make any of the decisions for themselves. She's just like cast aside, and tr- and and then the other part of it is. You know, they're trying to. Rom's basically forcing her to kill herself three separate times, and then after those three times, he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna do it myself." Yes. And this is this is the and agency we have because it's the only because we can't right. change things in this world, but we can change things by saying, "Screw you, suckers! I'm going into the other one," which maybe isn't the best take for a lot <laughs> of folks, but. Uh, yes, says something one lady horrible. here, uh, Tess, sorry. Um, only if you uh, off yourself will you have agency in life. Great. But that's okay. I don't feel like I have agency either. So just kind of riding that wave of uh, what's on my to-do list. Yes, everyone is. Uh, is uh, I let other people make my decisions for me. <laughs> that's right, sweetie. <laughs> I like how much that sounded like the boyfriend did. <laughs> Come to India. <laughs> It'll be fun for you. <laughs> I am certainly a real man person. 
<laughs> you know, you kind of yeah. look like the guy, actually. I do. The drawing of him. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um. Yeah, I just let uh, drugs and alcohol make my decisions for me. Ah, sweet caffeine. Great. You should put some whiskey mm. in it. This is telling me I need to be up. You think there's not? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not, uh, <laughs> not having. Well, clearly you don't celebrate Sunday then. <laughs> okay. Um. So, do we have anything to add, or should we just uh, bandy um, around a thing for next week? I love the monkey. Oh, he's, yeah. he's really cool. Huh? Hey, hey, we're the monkey. The animation is just awesome. <laughs> the animation for the music videos are just very, very entertaining, very awesome. Uh, if you don't have the 88 minutes to watch the entire movie through, at least watch several of the animated music videos because it's, it's just very, very well done. But the, the plug to watch the whole thing is that the Greek chorus is also hilarious, hilarious and yep. incredibly well orchestrated. And uh, very enjoyable. Or as Ed O'Neill used to say, hilarious. Yes. Yes, of course. No, no, don't question these stories. It's so good. They're just like shooting the shit about this this ancient text. Like, it's so yeah. great. <laughs> it's great. But that's the other part about it. It's, it's this ancient text, and, and it's this uh, epic, but it's also become this highly controversial, well, it, this it's the God story for a lot of folks. Well, and there's, I mean, there's multiple God stories within Hinduism. There's many, many, many God stories, but there are two there are many that gods, have right? kind of risen to the top. Yeah, and yeah. there are many, many gods, and it's, it's a plethora of religions kind of mashed together in really interesting ways. But um, there are these two epics that have really come forth, and it's, and I think it's, you know, really interesting to critique this particular ethic with uh, this particular epic with questionable ethics. Uh, and that it has become the main kind of the main god story with But it's Hinduism. also it's like an oral tradition, right? So like having them talk about it is kind of like Yeah, very yeah, casually it shows how it changes over time. It's yeah. kind of an interesting way to to show that too, so. Yeah. But okay. for the future the future of religion will all be done through uh musical uh stylings. Putting it at Hanshaw. Hanshaw will actually become the new voice of the Ramayana, is my my prediction and hope. Our Lady of Hanshaw. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Uh, do we have more to add? No, no. Okay. That's uh, all. What should we do next week? Uh, okay, I'm going to propose something, even though I guess everyone can propose something. So here's my thought process. Sita Sings the Blues is short. I'm thinking of another movie that's short. Sita Sings the Blues <laughs> has uh, an Indian bent to it. And I am told that this movie that I'm very fond of is uh, influenced, Tess actually pointed this out to me, has a lot of uh, similarity to the films of the great Indian filmmaker Satyajit Ray. Oh. So I'm going to propose uh, The Station Agent, starring Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones fame, uh, a nice, short, wonderfully little humanist picture. And that's my suggestion. Jordan, you got a suggestion? What about Bob? Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking more about, like, just comedies and 90s, 90s movies because I feel like we have the best discussions on well, those. Well, we grew up with that shit. That's yeah. why. Well, <laughs> that and when you rewatch stuff like that, you know, like the Home Alone thing, there's this yeah. whole other message that I didn't even right. assimilate. Right, you're an adult now. Yeah, and you go like, oh, obviously this, you know. <laughs> 
Well, in that case, I mean, like, dude, let's rewatch the Page Master. Like, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen Page Master. <laughs> Ooh, I don't. I just it remember Macaulay Culkin. That was good. Yeah, but it animated. Okay, I really um, liked it when I, w- I was a kid. I would like to suggest Hustle and Flow because I haven't seen it. Uh, I've seen pieces of it, and I go like, this is really interestingly shot. I really like uh, Craig Brewer's camera work and stuff like that. Um, so then the way we usually do this is we go like, ooh, that thing that that person just suggested is a great idea, and I will vote for that over over mine. So, Brady, do you have one to vote for that's not yours? Or it's is not mine. Hustle and Flow. Okay. Pass. Um, I don't know. I wasn't listening. I was thinking about how I want to watch Charlie the Asshole Dog gets kicked out of heaven and learns nothing. Ooh, okay. So that's your is your suggestion, <laughs> Page Master, or All Dogs Go to Heaven? Because <laughs> I will go with All Dogs Go to Heaven. Okay, I'll I vote for that. I would watch that again. I'll go for Page Master because I don't remember it very well, but I like that kind of animation. Okay, looks like we got a two and two hustle and flow and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Then, damn it, Page Master. I don't get two. I don't get to suggest two though. So I guess Page Master is my choice. Oh, P- Page Master's your suggestion. He, and all t- dogs. he picked Page Master, so no, he I've picked what about that, Bob? Right? I, I mean, but, my, my, but my original suggestion yeah. is what about Bob, but I couldn't yeah. pick my well, own choice. Well, see, because he couldn't pick his own choice, right. and mine was originally Page Master. Well, no, you I was can just... pick your own choice. Oh. If you're just like, that's that's what I think everyone should watch, even though you're not oh, here you all can? the time. <laughs> yeah, you can you can be like, no, I don't I don't really want to pick anything over mine. I think everyone should watch. Um, what about Bob? No, it was this amazing the Flash Gordon. Um, Everyone needs to watch Flash I've Gordon. I've seen Flash Gordon. I actually have all the serials now on the server, the serials from the from the 30s. Ah, nice. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're looking at All Dogs Go to Heaven or Hustle and Flow, right? Um, unless... I mean, no, pa- Page Master or also... What is your suggestion? Page Master or Hustle and Flow? Page Master. I mean, Page Master or... Um, okay, Page that Master. is your choice. Okay. So we can't vote for all dogs go to heaven. So two people have voted for Page Master and one person has voted for Hustle and Flow? Yes. Okay. Well, that means that we're doing Page Master. Page okay. Master! <laughs> Brady's like, I do not want to see this. I haven't seen it, so right. you know, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure it'll hold up, but I remember really liking it. Hopefully it holds up more than uh, the never-ending story. Oh, man. Oh, that, yeah. That kind of, I kind of enjoyed rewatching that. I saw it recently. Much better than the second one. The second one's Don't unwatchable. Don't the second one. It's unwatchable. Yeah. The uh, first one's at least like, yeah! So I, th- I think we're all, all out of show. Jordan, again, thanks for coming on. Most it's welcome. nice to have you. You live on the other side of the wall, so, you know, you should come on more often. You're very good at it. Um, three, two, one, Shauna Ketty, theme song. That's all. Carnivorous couch. It happens once a week. It swallows <laughs> us for two hours when we try to sleep. It forces us to watch a film about which we then speak. Carnivorous couch. With Brady and Rob. Come to India. <laughs> It'll be fun for you. I am certainly a real man person. I let other people make my decisions for me. (laughs) That's right, sweetie.